1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed Mortgage Banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Joining us right now is Dave Worland. He's the executive director with The Noble. It's an organization with a mission to protect the vulnerable, including victims of human trafficking, child exploitation scams, and elder abuse. He's also so well-connected throughout the state. And what we're going to be talking about today, Dave, is something that you've brought to us. So, Dave, welcome again to Mornings with Tom and Tobby. Well, thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure to be with you all. You do such a great job uh, for us here in Chattanooga and just sharing the truth of what takes place and lifting up our mornings with great music. And I'm just thankful that you all are both here. We're thankful for you and for your connecting power. Well, we're going to learn about uh, a pastor out of Memphis named Daniel Henley today. Tell us a little bit about him. Introduce him as your guest and why we're going to talk to him today. Yeah, I, I had an opportunity to know Daniel for several years. He is a senior pastor at Journey Church and the chief spiritual health officer with a wonderful organization in Memphis called Agape Child and Family Services, and he's executive director of the Church Developers Network. Um, but let me tell you just quickly about his heart. Uh, Daniel, uh, he and I, have we connected early on in my travels across the state when I was uh, doing some work for the state and just found him to be a man that loves Memphis, is a pastor, completely a pastor, and is a connector of other pastors. So he's, he is really, the way I like to represent it is, we don't think of individual denominations, individual churches to them up. We talk about the Church of Memphis as a church and the pastors coming together there to lift up the gospel of Jesus Christ and to come together for those that may be hurting, but also lift up those things that are going incredibly well. And he has had well-resourced churches and under-resourced churches partnering together to do some incredible things together. And I've just been really impressed with him. And when this real tragedy took place in Memphis recently with Mr. Nichols' death uh, in the while he was being I don't, know, I don't want to say arrested, but when he was being stopped and then after his death, it, it just it rocked the world. And a lot of people wanted to sit back and go, ah, oh, here we go again. But what I appreciate is the fact uh, that Daniel and I talked that the church in Memphis is reacting different. The church recognizes that they that these are spiritual issues and they are at the core of being able to help resolve these issues. So. 
that just encouraged me. And so I, I called him and said, hey, would you be willing to join us today just for a brief conversation as, as our big brother, the Church of Memphis, could help us as little brothers in the Church of Chattanooga to understand and be encouraged about the power that the church has at a time like this to be able to step in and bring leadership, bring common sense, bring voice, bring Jesus into the conversation, not just to solve this one thing, but to use it as a catalyst to solve bigger things that are going on in our community. So I've said too much. Daniel, I am so honored that you've taken the time this morning to be with us, and I'd love to love for you to speak into some of that that's going on over there right now. Well, Daniel, well, yeah, it is you. good to have you here with us. Uh, you're hearing the voice now of Daniel Henley, uh, just talking about the situation in Memphis right now. It's it's difficult, and we would love to just get your take on it, your heart for it as well. Well, first of all, thank you so much for the opportunity. This is a privilege to be with you. You talk about the church at Memphis. And I'm so grateful to hear that terminology because that's what we wanted people to hear. We're not the Catholic, you know, different denominations. We're very ecumenical. Uh, Even on our church developers network, we have over 1,400 pastors and ministers that we speak into their lives. And they're here in Memphis. We are the church at Memphis. So it's not the big white church or the inner city black church. The church, how can we all work together as kingdom citizens in a kingdom culture to be a blessing to this city? And I think that's why Memphis is not doing what some other cities are doing. Sure, this is tragic. This is ugly. And the church is the answer. We are the answer. Uh, We got together in prayer. We had a prayer drive around Memphis Earlier this year, we had over 500 cars. Think about what I just said now. Memphis ain't that big. We had to have police escorts, over 500 cars to drive around this city, blacks and whites and Latinos, all working together. We've had large churches like Bellevue Baptist Church, one of the largest Baptist churches in the whole southeast region, definitely in the state of Tennessee, uh, to give a $4 million building to an inner city church and not just give them a building working with us we work together every week so how can we help heal memphis's wounded past so that's our vision as the church at memphis to work together to be a healing source so god will get all the glory out of what we're doing again i can talk about a whole bunch that's my heart my heart is for memphis i love memphis some people like memphis i love it yes some people like the church, and I love the church. Yeah, I wake up every day thinking about how can we help to get resources to some of the churches in the inner city that are serving the underserved, and they don't have the resources. Yeah, we got huge resource suburban, mostly white churches helping. I'm not t- talking about helping in a small way, a big way. Marriages, we do so much with marriages down here because marriages. I like a microcosm, if you will, of the race matters that we have. Same type issues, conflict resolution, communication, money matters, and this goes on and on and on. 
We have Dave Warland on the line along with his guest, Pastor Daniel Henley. He's a senior pastor at Journey Church, chief spiritual health officer with Agape Child and Family Services. He does other things in Memphis, Tennessee. And we've been discussing the tragedy that happened with Tyree Nichols um, a couple weeks ago, really. And uh, just what we can learn from the unity of the church in Memphis uh, that we can take into our own communities as we address issues like policing and uh, conflicts, racial conflicts, socioeconomic conflicts, and the like. And so, Pastor, you were telling us all the things that the church of Memphis does. And I love how you say that. You're talking about the unity there, breaking down those lines that we have put artificially into our church communities. And uh, we have so much that we can learn from you. Tell us specifically how we can even address injustice in our communities as a church. Well, well, thank you so much. Um, For us, I'll be quick. First of all, we pray together. When I say we pray together, we pray together a lot. We look for ways to do that. 24-hour prayer to praying several times a month together as pastors. I'm talking about the church. We also have a purpose, a clarity of our vision around what's happening in Memphis. We know we have to work with the police chiefs and and the, the educational system, and the list goes on and on. I'm not talking about on a surface level, but deep. We got folks that are deep in this, the ex-colonels in the police force, knowing how to better serve our police staff, not to blame and, and throw criticism, but to work together. So we definitely focus on purpose. We have a passion about this stuff. We're passionate about it. We're passionate about getting together as blacks, whites, and Latinos. We're very intentional. Everything we do, we include everybody. Because, you know, sometimes folks aren't invited to the meetings. Maybe our Latino brothers and sisters. But if I'm there, they're represented. They know it. Uh, we got to plan together. Man, we plan together. We don't just sit down and hope and a pray. Mm-hmm. Hope and a pray and a plan. And uh, we get resources because somebody wants to say, we don't have enough money. I'll never forget, God said, money sitting on the table waiting on a plan. We've got to plan together at the church, and we are. And God has given us resources that we're putting into motion with people. At the end of the day, this is all about the people that we serve. God wants us to be a blessing to the people we like to say at the church at Memphis, when the people bless in business, and business is good. We're working together. Sure, a lot of it's behind the scenes. That's why I live. I live behind the scenes. I don't need to be up front. But for the ones that are up front, we got to support them behind the scenes. Get the work done. This is work. It's good work. God's work. work. It's work. It's work. And we we got churches down here, man. They might can't rub two nickels together, but they got a heart of gold. And I'm trying to make sure we get the two nickels full. Mm, so important. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. Daniel, thank you so much for just sharing your heart and your passion and how the church has come together to take the lead in your community. It doesn't seem like it's responding to this tragedy and then coming together. Now you have come together and now you're taking the lead. And I love that picture. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what will happen in the body of Christ and in our communities if nobody cares who gets the credit. But we just all come together and work together to share the love of Jesus. And uh, Dave, just one last comment, if I can bring you back into the conversation. Thank you so much for introducing us to Daniel so we can hear his heart. Yeah, well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I think one of the things that Daniel uh, taught me when I went over there is that 
the work of relationships is hard work, and it has to be intentional. And, and as you said, Tom, you can't wait until the crisis occurs to say, let's build a relationship. Part of the reason they're able to have civil conversations and have real meaningful conversations with the police department and with city officials and with other people about this is because the pastors have been coming together and coming to them and offering help and support and encouragement and talking honestly about what's going on in their communities and asking how the church can be involved in helping be part of the solution of what takes place. And they've earned that trust. And because of that, when these things emerge and one of those pastors or several of them reach out, they don't think that they're being attacked. The city doesn't think they're being attacked. They think here are people trying to help. And so they open the doors and they enter in the conversation and the church is at the table and the solution. So my encouragement for us and the thing that I've learned from our big brother, the Church of Memphis, is that, that, that it's not some big magical thing that we've got to do. It's not a new program that has to be implemented. It's do what we do every day, and that is the relationships and presenting Jesus Christ and representing him every day in what we do. And in this case, making sure that in those relationships that, that we're reaching out to other churches that may not look like us, that may not sound like us, it's hard. We don't have time. We have to make it. And to to build those relationships and that trust and to do the same thing with the people in city hall, county government, the chief of police, others, let them know that we're all in this city together and we can work together and the church is here to help. Absolutely. And Dave, I think that that is exactly what we need to know is that we are here to help. They need to know that and those relationships need to get built and it takes hard work, just that business of building relationships. It takes time, but it is so worth the effort, as we're seeing right now, as the Church of Memphis is really taking the lead in a very difficult circumstance. So, Dan, thank you so much for sharing your heart. Dave, thank you for introducing us. But, Tabi, if you could kind of lead us in a prayer right now for this situation, and as situations arise, we would follow that example. I sure will. Heavenly Father, we come before you first thanking you and praising you for this example of the church in Memphis. Help us, Lord, to do the same. It's what you already asked us to do, to be one. As uh, as the Father and Jesus are one, we are supposed to be united as the body of Christ, using our gifts together and building each other up and edifying and bringing the kingdom to earth. So help us to do that in Chattanooga. Help us to do that in all the cities in Georgia and, and in Alabama and North Carolina. Help us to break down those walls that we have built and to be the church you've called us to be and to bring justice and peace to our land. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Dan, Dave, thank you so much for being here with us on Mornings with Tom and Tommy. 